0: to the Casting for Fun podcast, the show that talks about entertainment, sports, music, and inspirational stories for all to enjoy. We're glad you could join us today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now,
1: here is your host, Albert Pineda. This is the Casting for Fun podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda, and this episode is for Wednesday, uh, September the 6th, 2023. Uh, For this week's episode, my my good friend Stephen Cable returns to the show. It's been too long uh, since Stephen made his last appearance on the Casting for Fun podcast. In fact, we discussed it on on the show. It's been almost a year. (laughs) So I'm grateful to have Stephen on uh, to talk sports. We we talked extensively into everything going on with college football. Uh, with the, the craziness, with conferences and everything like that. Uh, we talk about uh, UCLA, USC, uh, the rivalry that exists in his family, as he's a USC fan and his wife, Holly, is a UCLA fan. They, they, he tells a really fun story about that. It's actually pretty cool. Um, and again, the cables are awesome. I love Steven. I love Holly. And we, we talk extensively about the NFL. We're excited for football to be back. In fact, the first NFL game of the season will be tomorrow night. Thursday the 8th, 7th, Thursday the 7th, yes, again, um re- uh, reigning Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs will host the, the Detroit Lions, and football's back, and it's an exciting time of the year fall sports, so I'm looking forward to my conversation with Steven, and I'm getting closer and closer to episode 100, so uh, really cool stuff uh, coming up uh, in the next couple of months with uh, Casting for Fun podcasts so here we go, this is my conversation with Stephen Cable. So welcome back to the show, Stephen Cable. Stephen, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing
0: real good, Albert. Thanks for having
1: me. Oh, you're welcome. And thanks for coming again, back to returning to the show. You know, it doesn't feel like it because we see each other all the time at church and at yeah. church gatherings. I mean, we'll see each other, I guess, at back to school night tomorrow night. That's but true. Technically, it's been a year since you've been on the show. So it's, it's good to have you back on the podcast. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I should I should reach out to you more frequently to, to have you wow. on. It does not feel like a year ago I've been on this. Yeah, I mean, you've been on a few times, but yeah, technically it's been, I think, September or October of last year, we talked about Top Gun Maverick. Yeah,
0: I remember that. That's okay. Yeah, it was probably October because it was after I saw it after the conference I went to, and that was in September, so it was probably in October.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so so along Crazy. with having you on again for future episodes we definitely want to jump into some sports talk it's uh yeah, sure. time of the year like right, we're entering the fall season this is basically probably like the most abundant time for sports where there's so much going on where yes college football and nfl will be our prime talking points but you know in, uh, in a couple of couple of weeks uh nba and nhl nhl will also be returning and they'll have soccer and and then will going on so like the month of october is like when everything's being played everything's going it's a fun (laughs) time it's it's a lot of fun But so I'm very anxious to talk some uh, some college football with you and NFL talk as well, and uh, and to kind of hear the story of how it worked out for you and Holly to to be fans of rival schools. You know, as your friend, I feel like I should know the story, but I don't. (laughs) So it'd be nice to kind of get the details about that because I think it's probably a fun story. Okay. Very cool. So, so how did it work out? I mean, when, when you were first dating Holly, did you know, I mean, which, was she a big UCLA fan at the time or how exactly did it work out for you? guys? Yeah. So we,
0: we both grew up rooting for our separate teams. So I grew up rooting for USC. She grew up rooting for UCLA. Um, We met in the singles ward. And when we were kind of hanging out at FHE, we found out, you know, who we rooted for and we found out that the only team we had in common was the Dodgers and so everything else was a rival sports team. <laughs> and and so most FHEs, I gave her a hard time about being a UCLA fan and teased her a lot about it. And, and then bef- the first time we really hung out a lot, um, she was going to a UCLA game that day, and I ended up being invited to go to that game. It was a UCLA-Stanford game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so um, I, I tried to be good there and did not tease too much at that game and be a good – good friend at that time but um since we've been married I you know I give her a hard time about it because I think SC is far superior than UCLA so.
1: <laughs> oh very nice very nice but yeah
0: it, it's fun we, we've we had a lot of fun with it and we've at first for a long time we didn't watch the SC UCLA games together it was it was too hard for us to do it you know we would kind of offend each other. And so we, we watched separately at our parents' houses and <laughs> as our years have gone on, we've grown to be able to watch games together and we've actually attended live SCUCLA UCLA games together and um, we've had a lot of fun with it. So it, it, it's fun. But um, the one thing we, we don't have is the boys haven't decided what side they're going to join yet. So just the other day, t- our, our boys and Holly went to a high school football game and Tanner was wearing a USC shirt and a UCLA hat. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> they, they still haven't figured that quite out.
1: Yeah. That's got to be a really tough decision for the- <laughs> I mean, because like they don't want to disappoint either parent. I mean, Correct. Both, so yeah. it, it's a really hard one. They're always
0: rooting for both right now. So it, it's kind of fun to, to see them do that. But <laughs> there you
1: good. go. Have you guys done any like uh, friendly wagers with, with games or anything like that?
0: We've done it once. We did it. Uh, I forget what year it was, um, but for an SC-UCLA football game, we bet whoever won, the other person had to wear the other team's colors for a full day.
1: Oh, and, okay. And did you and guys so, go out in public then? Or
0: Yeah, yeah. And so SC won, and Holly had to wear a USC shirt for, for the day. So, oh. <laughs> And I have a picture of that, too. So uh, maybe, maybe I'll use it for your Instagram. Oh, that'd be cool if, if okay with that. I don't want to,
1: <laughs> because again, Holly's like seriously like one of the nicest, sweetest people you'll ever meet. Uh, and I do feel kind of bad that certain, I don't want to name names, but certain people are kind of mean and rude to Holly, I guess for her fandom for UCLA. Yes. Yeah,
0: you know, some people, I don't know, take it a little too far with rivalry stuff and, yeah. Yeah. and tease a little too hard. And I've probably done that in the past too. So um I've probably
1: been guilty of that,
0: but it, it's fun to yeah. tease and have fun with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think it could actually be good to strengthen the marriage too. Because to be honest, Allison and I don't have anything that we like hardcore disagree on. Yeah, that I can think of off the top of my head. I know she's probably listening in, so she maybe she can think of something. <laughs> it, it's funny, we don't disagree
0: on really a whole lot except for the sports teams we we root for separately. And it's funny, I had a conversation with Roger Evans about this, and he's like, Me and my wife disagree on everything. He's like politics, religion. <laughs> all these different things he's like but i don't think our marriage could survive if we didn't agree on our sports teams and he's like <laughs> I, it's amazing what you and holly do and i was like oh, it's the only thing we disagree on maybe that's why it works but yeah
1: yeah <laughs> oh very good very good so so actually that kind of transition to what it transitions into what i want to talk about now so uh it's kind of old news since you USC and UCLA both made the announcement actually last summer in uh, yeah. 2022 that they're going to be leaving the Pac 12 for the Big 10 so even though it's kind of older news, it's still like the effects are still being felt today, and, and that next felt next year in twenty twenty four. So if you can kind of make sense of everything that's going on with all the shakeups with football conferences, do you like what's happening? Do you like that they're going to be going to the Big Ten? Uh, are is the conference still going to be called the Big Ten because they'll have more than ten uh, schools, right?
0: So currently, they, they they currently have more than ten schools. So yeah, it will still be called the ten, the Big Ten. Oh so, okay, okay. So yeah. I guess that won't matter. No, no, that doesn't matter. But yeah. This it's a it's a wild time in college football. And Mm -hmm. there's so many layers and and different things going on with with this conference shakeup. And I I could go so many different directions with it. But the first thought I have is how bad the Pac-12 messed up. (laughs) They they messed this up really bad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you don't take care of the two schools that make you the most money, you know, it's going to turn out bad. And that's why those two schools left. Cause they didn't feel like they were getting their fair share of what they were bringing into the pac 12. And, and then after that, you know, you lose your top two schools, you would think you would go out and start recruiting other schools to come into your conference. And they just sat on their hands and didn't do anything. And then it was Colorado for the next domino to fall this year. They they announced they were going to the big 12 and then it was just a ripple effect. Everybody was like, Oh, we're bailing now. And Mm -hmm. just pretty wild Um, on, on the Am I happy they're going to the Big Twelve, the Big Ten? I, I hate seeing the Pac-12 go away. I've loved Pac-12 football. Um, I, I think it's it was great for college football to have the conference on the West Coast. Um, so it, it's sad to see the Pac-12 go away. It, it really does stink to see that go away. Um, the cool thing about going to the big, big Ten is SC gets to play some bigger schools a lot more. They get to play the likes of Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State. Um, so that, that'll be a lot of fun. You know, those schools that don't get to come out here often are going to get to come out here. Um, at first when it was just SC and UCLA, you know, it was a little bit more, I was a little bit more worried about travel and things like that. Cause they're going to be traveling back East a lot. Uh, but now that Oregon and Washington are going to the big 10, you know, they're going to play a few more games on the West coast. So that's exciting. Uh, one thing about sc is their offense is a lot different than anything in the big 10 nobody plays offense like sc so that will be a different dynamic for big 10 football big 10 football's power football um they don't really spread it out too much ohio state might be that only only team that spreads it out um so that will be a cool dynamic to see sc's offense against those defenses and how that shakes out uh so it's it's a crazy time. Um, I think the Pac-12 is going to go away completely. There's only two teams left in the Pac-12 currently. And I, I just think they're it's going to end up folding and going away. And that that's a total shame of how, how that all went
1: down. It does seem uh, unusual to me because to me, it seems more so than maybe like with professional sports on the collegiate level. Like, schools are really into uh, history and tradition. And like, it, yeah. it didn't seem like they would make come to this decision lightly, like saying, Hey, we're going to leave the conference that we've been a part of for how a, a long over 100 years or how right. long has it been.
0: Yeah. And so, and part of that has been. You know, the, the Rose Bowl has been one of the biggest traditions in college football, like the biggest tradition mm-hmm. tradition in college football. And that's always kind of been the hang up with the new college playoffs and the bowl games and everything is the Rose Bowls always wanted to have their traditional game of Pac-12 versus Big Ten.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so now that's gone like that. There, there's not going to be a traditional game of Pac-12, Big Ten football. So um, it, it's really sad to see that tradition go away. Um, and, and it all falls on the PAC 12 and how they were run, you know, that their commissioners just, I, I think they blew it from the very start. You, you think back, I was talking to one of my friends about this. You think back four to five, six years ago when it first was talked about of having major conferences, the PAC 12 was leading the front. They, they were talking about bringing in Texas, Texas tech, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma state, mm-hmm. you know, they were going to lead the charge and then that that kind of fell through. And then, a few years later, you know, Texas and Oklahoma are now going to the SEC. And then UCLA and SC follow to the Big Ten. And now it's just all blown up. And the, the Pac-12s end up g- probably going to go completely away. And it's a shame. But it's exciting to be able to go play new schools a lot and see how that shakes out. Travel is going to be interesting. Uh, on a different level, you know, football and basketball, it's not a big deal travel-wise. They travel all the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've been reading a lot about how the smaller sports are a little frustrated that they're going to have to travel to the East Coast and come back. And so that that will be a dynamic that might shake out in the next couple of years. The, the smaller sports at these schools might have a bigger say in how this goes down and maybe things shake up a little bit more even in the future. But um, there's a lot of moving parts to this. There's a lot of layers to all of it. And it it's fascinating. It really is.
1: Oh, it absolutely is too. In fact, the thought just kind of popped into my head and this seems extremely unlikely. I don't think anyone would go for this, but the fact that, you know, you mentioned you know, the, the football teams having to travel, but I mean, again, the the college football teams are only playing once a week. So travel to the East coast once during the week and then ideally the next weekend you're home, it probably wouldn't be that big of a deal, but for other sports where you're playing multiple times throughout the week, uh, I don't know if there would ever be a scenario where certain teams would actually stay in their traditional conferences i mean if, if one school's in it'd be all in right so there,
0: there's been instances where schools have been in a conference for football and basketball and then the smaller schools have been um in other uh, conferences i think byu did it i think when byu oh, really? was okay. in the mountain west for football all their other conference sports were in the whack for a little while oh and okay so Um, Notre Dame's done it too where Notre Dame I mean they've always been independent but then they were kind of uh, as the football team was independent all their other schools were competing in the ACC Mm -hmm. Um, so there's been different instances like that and that could shake up where it it goes that way where you know the bigger schools are in different conference or bigger sports excuse me are in different conferences compared to the smaller sports that could be a shake up down the line for sure oh
1: okay so it's not out of the realm of possibility no i don't think so
0: i i don't think it is because there has been precedent set it hasn't been a lot it's only been a few schools but um it definitely could happen i I heard somebody talking about how on the baseball side they can't imagine a baseball team going out to play ohio state for three games and then having to come right back to you know california to play another three and then have to travel back out to the big Ten like so baseball is going to be one of those sports where it's going to be a lot of travel and, you know, yeah. it's going to be a lot harder for those schools yeah. or those sports. I keep saying schools, but those sports. But so there could be a shakeup like that where the smaller sports do stay in in, in a certain conference and compared to football and basketball. But we'll see. Sure. I, I don't think this is a settled thing at all. I think we'll go a few years and see how this goes. And I think there will be more shakeup and th- there's going to be a lot of change in college football for a while.
1: Mm-hmm. Is there any chance at all that the uh, the the Pac-12 makes a push and they're actually able to bring some schools in? I mean, yeah, I mentioned yeah. there's only two, but I mean, as a oh, starting next year in 2024, they'll just be two, assuming they don't leave. But I yeah. mean, is it out of the realm of possibility that they could possibly bring in additional schools on the West Coast to join the conference?
0: I don't think so yet. I think, I, I mean, they're not saying a whole lot to Pac-12, mm-hmm. but. You know, they could still take schools from the WAC conference and from the Mountain West conference and and, and make a conference. You know, mm-hmm. they won't be considered a Power 5 conference anymore football-wise. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, they haven't said, like, they're folding or anything. But it's definitely not going to be anywhere close to the same Pac-12 football that it's been. But um, it, they, they could take over another conference and then that conference folds. You know, that's definitely still a possibility. Um, So we'll – end up seeing what happens by the end of this football season what what they decide to do but and i think that's what those these two schools are waiting for i think it's oregon state and washington state left and yeah um they might stick around or they might go find another conference at some point but there's still going to be a lot of changes going on for sure
1: oh absolutely yeah yeah so college football is very very crazy very interesting it's
0: it's fun yeah i'm excited you know and the f- cool thing this year, you know, I just saw a stat today where the Pac-12 is the only conference to go undefeated in the first week. So oh, really? wow. they're 13-0 and 0 here in the first week. And mm-hmm. it's like, man, the Pac-12 could go out on a huge bang here if they have a really good football season. And um, so it should be a lot of fun watching Pac-12 football this last season and before they all split off. but.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah it kind of can be a little confusing to make sense of everything because there's so many schools and programs to to watch so you can kind of just get overwhelmed but when yeah. you flip on you'll know, just see random scores going on and upsets occurring it's actually pretty exciting and cool in fact yeah before I mean we started recording it's already gone final uh Duke upset uh Clemson right Clemson. That, that's yeah. pretty crazy <laughs> yeah I was I was watching that tonight and
0: it, it was when I turned it on it was a 13-7 football game and then Clemson fumbled on the half yard line and Duke took over there and won 28-7, you know, pretty big upset to start the year. Clemson was ranked seven, I believe, or six. And yeah, and then
1: Duke unranked. <laughs> yeah,
0: Duke's unranked. So
1: that,
0: that's that's definitely the biggest upset of the first weekend for sure. Yeah. Um, and then you'd have to go and see what Colorado did to TCU yesterday and beat them, which was one of the most exciting football games of the weekend, I think. So, um college football is going to be a lot of fun this year it really is and i I love college football you know even more than the nfl so i'm really excited for this college football season
1: oh very cool so uh i want to go back to to usc and uh, the offense offense as you described as well so so i've been reading about this kid zachariah branch i mean he seems to be really highly touted like uh even been some nfl players reaching out to him i guess like uh uh Odell Beckham Jr gave him a call after his first game uh, Yeah, you know, he he fielded uh, offers from Alabama right or what there was another big southern school that what was interested in him
0: I yeah think. he got offers from a bunch of schools he was one of the biggest five star players coming out of the, into the uh, recruiting process this year and so um uh, but he was always going to go to SC it sounded like mm-hmm. and he's exciting you know his mm-hmm. first game as a true freshman to get a receiving touchdown and a kickoff return touchdown it's pretty impressive. It, 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 he he looks fantastic. And I know as an SC fan and other SC fans, everybody's kind of been always looking for that next Reggie Bush. That's always yeah. kind of been the thing since Reggie was at, at SC. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Adoree Jackson was one of those guys that people thought maybe was going to be the next Reggie Bush. I personally think there's not going to be another guy ever like Reggie Bush. But the stats that Zachariah Branch put up in that first game, game—that I mean, that was pretty close to – Anything we might see to him, so uh, he's going to be an exciting player to watch. True freshman, and he returned a touchdown on kickoff, and that was the first one SC had since 2019. I read, so that's a long time, you know, that's four years and haven't had a kickoff return for a touchdown. And uh, I think it was even longer than that to have a guy have a receiving touchdown and a kick uh, kick return for a touchdown. I think it was Adoree Jackson in 2014. They said that that mm-hmm. did that. So. He's definitely electric, and I can see why people compare him to Reggie Bush and other guys, but um, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch this year.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm uh, excited to see where his career goes in the future as well, so that should be true.
0: Yeah, and and teaming him up with Caleb Williams, uh, it's going to be awesome to watch. I'm super excited to watch that offense play.
1: Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask about him, too. So, yeah. So re- reigning Heisman winner trophy, oh, trophy yeah. winner Caleb Williams. Uh, how many touchdowns? He had like five touchdowns against Nevada this past week. Yeah. Yeah. He had five touchdowns. Yeah. But again, I don't know if I'm saying a whole lot against Nevada, but it's not. But, you know, the first two weeks
0: he's done what he's needed to do and then he's been able to sit out the fourth quarter both weeks. And so I think that's huge for SC, too, is they have put up huge numbers where he can just play three quarters and put up those kind of numbers and get them some rest and keep them healthy. And um, so that's what you kind of have to do against non-conference teams that aren't very good is you blow them out and you let your guys sit and rest. And um, that way they're ready to go and play the tougher conference games.
1: Oh, very good. They're
0: they're taking care of business. And I, I was talking to my dad about it and, you know, it's been a while since SC's had a team where they blow out the teams they should blow out. You know, when mm-hmm. Clay Helton was the head coach, you know, they kind of played to the level of everybody. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of frustrating to watch. But um, now now they're starting to blow out the teams they should blow out and get, get your starters some rest. And then that also gives guys the opportunity to play that don't get to play very often, and they get to see some reps on the field. And that, that helps all the way down the line as well. So... It's good that they're doing that. And um, it it doesn't say a whole lot when you put up huge numbers against bad teams, but it does help to put up bad, huge numbers against bad teams for sure. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been able to watch the games, right? I know there's been some controversy with uh, the way things have shaken up with Spectrum and, and Disney. Uh, <laughs> I heard about that so on yeah. Thursday right as the uh, uh, Utah and Florida was about to kick off like uh, people who were watching it on the cable provider spectrum had their feet cut off like right there on the spot. Yeah so it could be really frustrating and, and kind of disheartening for fans not to be able to watch the games. Uh, so but you've been able to watch the game so far right So we have spectrum and
0: we found out about it on that Thursday night uh, we weren't watching the Utah Florida game we were, we were mm-hmm. doing something else. Um, but we heard about it that night, and so we we're like, "Well, how are, how are we going to watch football this weekend?" You know, and Holly was like, "SC or UCLA plays on ESPN." Like, we have to figure this out. And so yesterday or Saturday morning, I got on and I signed up for a free trial of YouTube TV for oh, okay. 21 days, and so we were able to watch this weekend, or we'll be able to watch for the next three weeks, and then we'll have to figure it out after that. But um, yeah. It, that that's a crazy dispute too. And I I read an article about that on Saturday and the person that wrote that article said that uh, this isn't a normal labor dispute or contract dispute either. They said this could be a definite definite permanent thing between Disney and spectrum. So mm-hmm. um, people are going to have to figure out other options to, to watch, watch these games for sure. Cause it's, it's ABC it's ESPN. It's the, it's the whole package. And so it, that's a lot of football games you can't watch.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy with Spectrum. Yes, they have the the stranglehold on the Dodgers, but I mean, oh, other yeah. than that, they don't really have much else, right? <laughs> no, and so like that's the only thing that keeps me from just bailing on Spectrum now is mm-hmm. I
0: still want to watch the Dodgers. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, with with this contract, and uh, I've watched YouTube TV, and I really enjoy it, and I like how they have different features where you could watch four different games at once on a split screen on your TV, and. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it was like, well, how do I watch the Dodgers if I get rid of Spectrum? And so, you know, it's kind of a catch 22 and a push and pull. So uh, we'll see what I end up doing here. But um, hopefully it just comes back to Spectrum and we can keep watching like that. But we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, it's opening up like a whole nother like, you know, a worms of just like going over everything for streaming because it can be kind of t- cumbersome and, and difficult to work it all out. But yeah, yeah, for the most part, if you do a streaming like a provider like Allison and I use Hulu, which we enjoy yeah. It, they'll notify you and tell you if this game is going to be nationally televised so okay uh, so i know yeah, se and stanford i think it's the next one coming up next week yeah i think yeah, that one's going to be, be on fox proper so that one would be nationally televised so yeah. everyone should be able to get that one yeah and then if you hi- sign up for other services like apple tv offers uh friday night mlb games and usually okay. they're playing on friday night they'll, they'll show their game yeah so, okay. so okay. there are some some workaways around it if you're yeah. to spend some money yeah for sure yeah and The cool thing about, I don't know if
0: Hulu does this, but YouTube TV, uh, they show your local stations. So you get the two, the four, the five, the seven. Um, I don't know if Hulu does that. So you still get your local stations, which is kind of cool, too, through YouTube TV. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of options. And we're going to have to really pay attention to see how this shakes out with Spectrum. But um, we definitely don't want to miss our college football. So that's been a big
1: push for us to figure this out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Hulu does do the local channels as well. So Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, you can't really go wrong with either one, Hulu or uh, YouTube TV. Those are to be yeah. kind of like the two best as far as like, yeah. streaming goes. But for all, anyone listening and you have suggestions as to what's the best way to catch up some college football, let us know. I yeah, guess the good sure. news is the best games, or not necessarily the best games because you never know when two teams play, but the most anticipated games are usually on uh, national TV. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, but you can you get some hidden gems and you didn't even realize it. Yeah, incredible. 100%. The teams playing and they end up playing really well. So
0: Yeah, that's what's cool about college football is you just never know who's going to show up and
1: beat who whatever weekend. So it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, did you have anything else about college football that you wanted to bring up or discuss? Uh, I don't think so, no. I, th- I think we covered everything on college football for sure. Okay, very cool. cool. Let's jump into some uh, NFL talk. So. Sure. Uh, I'm always again excited for this time of year when else yeah. uh, is back and there's always sports to watch. Uh lot, lots of cool stories coming out of the, the, the offseason. Uh I mean I know it was a very scary scenario when uh Damar Hamlin went down with his injury. I mean, the whole pulling yeah. for the guy, so it was kind of inspiring and cool to read that he made the Bill squad, even though yeah. I'm a bench player, he's not gonna be the starting safety. Yeah, he's not gonna start, yeah. But uh, but that is pretty cool. Uh, were you watching the game when it happened? Uh, I wasn't watching the
0: game when it happened. We were out doing something, and I came home and turned it on. And uh, when we turned it on, we saw everybody around him, and we were kind of figuring out what happened. And then they started showing the replays. Um, But, yeah, what a scary situation that was. And, you know, you instantly think once he's, like, making sure, like, I hope he's okay. Like, I hope he survives. And then your next thought is, like, man, I don't think he's ever going to play again. Like, you know, you have an injury like that. Like, can you actually come back from that? Mm-hmm. And then for him to be, what, eight months later to actually even show up to training camp was impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and to make the roster, like, hats off to him. That 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 is fantastic to go through everything he did and to make the roster. It's, it's cool. And it, it's going to be a story, you know, every week wherever he goes. Um, and when he gets into play, you know, it's going to be talked about. And so it, it's a cool story and it's, it's cool to follow. And, um, yeah, it's just really impressive that he even came back the, the very next season because that injury happened what last week of the season to, to second to last week of the season. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like so something
0: like, like really late. So it's not like he had a full year to even try to recover. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's super impressive. And hats off to that guy. Cool. Oh, absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah. So, so again, at this time of year, I mean, there's just tons of speculation going on. Like usually, ESPN, they're they're reporting just, uh, uh, I guess, making up. Not almost say making up stories, but like, <laughs> it almost uh, is making up stories. <laughs> yeah, just uh, their their predictions are pretty wild, and sometimes yeah. they're hard to look at. I mean, no one really knows for certain. But I, I no, come never... across an article on ESPN that was kind of funny, or just explaining some of their predictions for the season. Like uh, they they see that the they have the Jets winning the the AFC North. Over Buffalo, but yeah, then Buffalo would it still do better than them in the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think that's going to make a difference with uh uh Aaron Rodgers taking over at QB for them? I don't know. So, I'm a huge Dolphins
0: fan. And so, yeah. you know, I, I've always hated the Jets. And so it's hard for me to be like, yeah, they're going to be good. But, you know, it's a quarterback driven league and they've got a quarterback now. So, uh-huh. Can he take them over the top? Yeah, he can, Um, but I'm not sold on it yet. I don't know if they're going to be that good right away. Um, It's obviously the Bills' division to lose. They've been the team the past two to three years that have kind of been the top team in that division. Um, But the Dolphins aren't a slouch team either. Like, if Tua stays healthy, they're going to be competing for the division lead too. And so I I just – I can't – get on board with the Jets just being the team to beat in the East. I I think it's Buffalo and Miami still, and then the Jets have to prove themselves. Um, So if I had to rank the AFC East, it's going to be Buffalo, Miami, New York. But I know a lot of people are hyped up about the Jets, so we'll we'll see how it happens, but –
1: It'll be interesting. And again, it's kind of one of those things that like, I mean, if they just flounder and just play Jets football, like we're accustomed to them seeing, then it'll be yeah. just at ESPN or they could be geniuses and they're right on. So who knows? Yeah. I,
0: I, and they're a New York team. So they're going to get a lot of buzz too. You know, they yeah. you get a big player in New York and everybody's going to talk about it. So I, I get it. I, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a huge get and you know, he is older, but he can still play football. And so with it being such a quarterback driven league, quarterbacks can change teams in a heartbeat and you know you've seen that multiple times with you know the likes of Matthew Stafford coming to the Rams and they win the Super Bowl his first year and you know so it it can happen you know quarterbacks change teams instantly so the Jets can be good but the Jets haven't been good in a long time so I, I'm just not getting on board with it yet but
1: we'll yeah, see that, that that's definitely a right way to look at it uh, ESPN is also predicting that the Lions are actually going to have a winning season this year match to make the playoffs Which is crazy to me.
0: I I just saw tonight actually um, that they're predicting him to win the division, you know, and Mm -hmm. they they improved a ton last year, no doubt. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, Green Bay is going to be down because Aaron left and Bears stink. I I don't think the Bears are going to compete. So it really, I I think the Lions are at least the second best team in the the North. Um, Do they beat the Vikings? I don't know. Kirk Cousins is so good there. And, you know, they have Justin Jefferson. Um, they have such a good football team in Minnesota. So I, I I think the Lions are two in the north. I don't think they're number one, but who knows? Yeah, like, It's a wild prediction. Maybe it's just to get storylines. But, you know, as I think about it, it's Minnesota in the north. I, they, they, they were too good last year. And um, I think they're going to be just as good this year.
1: Mm-hmm. And then one more wild prediction from uh ESPN is they were predicting that the the Super Bowl is going to be uh Philadelphia versus uh Baltimore with the Eagles taking it which again seems so strange to me. But yeah. I don't know. What do you do you have a, I, I mean it's a crapshoot at this point to pick it is, who's going to make it.
0: I can definitely see Philadelphia getting back there. Um I I think they're definitely probably the best team in the in the NFC but Baltimore that Maybe. I mean, I don't feel like a lot's changed with Baltimore from last season. Lamar Jackson is a heck of a football player. And if he stayed healthy at the end of the year, maybe they make a run. Mm -hmm. But again, like you look at, I think the three teams there is Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. I I, I think those are one of the three teams that are going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, With with fringe teams being like Baltimore, Miami. But I, I, I just can't see... Baltimore being predicted to go to the Super Bowl. Like, if I'm picking it, it's going to be one of those three teams. And I I would probably pick Philadelphia and the NFC to make it again. But, um, yeah, I'm not on that Baltimore train either. But <laughs> know, I, I think it is. You know, people call it the offseason, the silly season for a reason because people come up with all kinds of things. And a lot of it is to get storylines and yeah. to get people to watch their shows when there's not football on. And so – you know, during the summer, it's really only baseball that's going on. So if you're going to talk about other sports, you've got to come up with other things. And so Mm. I I think that's part of it. I, I really do. I think it's clickbait, but
1: yeah yeah i mean after that story posted i'm sure people in philadelphia were buzzing like oh wow they they were gonna win but yeah i don't don't know it's just uh it it will be interesting and fun to see how things shake out because again so many stories emerge throughout the season you just never know what's what's gonna happen but you can i think make an estimated guess as to like who would probably be on top and if i were picking like you Stephen, yeah i'd probably pick either uh yeah buffalo uh uh Kansas City or uh, uh Cincinnati. Cincinnati, thank you. Yeah, for one yeah. of the AFC teams to make it to the the Super Bowl.
0: For sure. And then and then there's fringe teams. You know, you you go down each division, you know, the Chargers have always been there. Mm-hmm. Um they kind of just can't get over that hump. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh who were we just talking about? We are talking Baltimore, they're, they're going to be good. Miami, it, it, it all hinges on my for Miami is Tua. If Tua could stay healthy and not get another concussion, mm-hmm. uh, because they were the one of the best teams in football when he played last year. Um, I don't think they lost a game when Tua played last year, so it. If he stays healthy, they're going to be really good. Um, It was a bummer that Jalen Ramsey got hurt in the first week of camp, and he's going to be out to December. So that's going to hurt their defense a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the the big three teams in the AFC are definitely those three. And then you look at the NFC, it's probably Philadelphia, Minnesota. Uh, Man, I don't even know who else would probably – I mean, I think the Niners are still going to be good. You know, Brock Purdy's, you know, see what he does in his second year. Um, the Rams are kind of a crapshoot. You know, they, they were so bad last year, but they still have really good football players, and they still have Matthew Stafford, who's a really good quarterback, and they they could show up again. I've seen a lot of hype about Seattle this year. But I don't really see it. You know, can Geno Smith do that two years in a row? So we'll see. You know, the, the – you never know with injuries and different things going on in the NFL that it could happen. Um, but it's not a really parody league. You know, a lot of times it's, it's your top teams and those are the top teams that are going to be there. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like hockey where, you know, the eight seed makes it to the Stanley cup a couple of times, you know, that's mm-hmm. happened the past, you know, two or three times in the past 10 years. So it, it the nfl is not like that you know your, your top teams in the playoffs are usually going to be your top teams through the playoffs so um i think those are the top teams I, you know every everybody likes a fringe story everybody likes underdogs showing up and making noise so it could happen but we'll just see how it plays out and enjoy it
1: oh absolutely yeah so definitely looking forward to the season uh first game uh thursday kansas city yeah. defending champs defend uh playing uh uh I, actually the lions actually to be honest that's that's yeah. be, uh, very interesting and i just love just getting good food good food to, to eat yeah eat while i'm watching the games and just enjoy it it's just uh it's a blast the, the yeah. is and, really cool and i was thinking
0: about it this year too i don't think the nfl's ever opened on a thursday is this the first year they've opened on a thursday
1: No, i think in recent years they've been doing it that Have way they? the defending just you know, the first game on thursday yeah
0: yeah that that's the best thursday game to have you, yeah. you get to start off on thursday and then you get the extra what three days rest going into your next week it's almost like a mini bye week for those two teams so yeah that that that's pretty pretty cool for them but um how do you like thursday night football
1: Thursday night football is pretty cool. So actually, Amazon Prime has the exclusive television. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Like you like most like most Americans, yeah, we subscribe to Prime. So yeah, for sure. So you sure. Can actually watch the, the game. Uh, so that's actually pretty cool. That consistently every single Thursday there's going to be a game. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What what I love about Thursday night the, the Prime telecast is they got two of the best college football guys to call those games, and so it's kind of cool to see the college like Kirk Herbstreit call an NFL game. Yeah. And so that that that's a lot of fun to, to see that. Um, But yeah, you know, the NFL knows how to make their money and Thursday night football, every because it used to be, if I remember right, growing up, Thursday night football was a new thing. And it was only like near the end of the season, they would bring out Thursday night games. And now that it's every week, you know, yeah. you get Thursday, and then Friday, college football, Saturday, college football, Sunday, pro football, Monday, pro football, you're really just missing Tuesday and Wednesday for football in the week. And so... It's a lot of fun that you can have
1: football that many days of the week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think Allison might argue, like, you know, maybe it's actually good to have a little break. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I disagree with that. I love football.
0: (laughs) You can have it on every night for all I care. That
1: would (laughs) be awesome. Very cool, yeah. So so the fall season is always fun. It's it's great. Uh, I mean, I I enjoy summer, and August is great because it's my birthday month. It's Allison's birthday month. But we are kind of nice to say goodbye to the triple-digit heat and just enjoy the fall season.
0: For sure, and then you know, as October rolls around, you got playoff baseball coming around, and so that that that's going to be a ton of fun, and it's an exciting time in sports when fall r- rolls around, for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, was there anything else from from college, either college football, the NFL, or sports in general, you wanted to bring up before we wrap up? Um, how how you feel about fantasy football this year? Uh, it should be okay. I mean, I, I always get a C rating from sports. (laughs) So, I mean, it's not that, that big of a deal to me, but, uh, it's just fun. It's just cool to actually be paying attention to how players are doing, making sure your roster is set and then, uh, catch a game or two if you can. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard sometimes with, uh, family and church responsibilities, but, but yeah, yeah, usually good to catch at least one or two games throughout the weekend. And usually it's one of my guys playing that I'm watching. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. it, the, the draft was exciting for me because I, I don't think I've ever gotten an A plus in anything in my life. So to get an A plus in my draft was kind of exciting for me. Yeah, Even yeah. though I know it means you got nothing, the tenth,
1: right? So that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: out of the tenth pick. So that was a lot of fun. It, I, I I enjoyed our draft and I thought I did pretty well. But then when it, they rated it an A plus, that that kind of gave me a little. Boost going into the season, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited for it, and I, I love what fantasy football does as a fan too, because it puts me into games that I actually probably wouldn't pay attention to most most times, and yeah, you, know, you kind of get to root for your guys and see how it goes. So, um, I love playing fantasy football. I'm excited to play it again this year and defend my
1: championship. Oh, very cool. So it should be really fun. And uh, Allison's encouraging me to to speak up a little more to you, but I don't know well, I, to I'll talk a little bit more trash. Yeah, talk a little more trash. Yeah, a more trash. <laughs> yeah. And that's not my my style, but we'll see. It's all right.
0: It's hard when you get a C minus though to, to talk trash. So okay,
1: yeah. I also <laughs> laughing at that one now. <laughs> What's that? She, she was laughing at that joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's exciting. I'm I'm excited for all things football, and I, I think it's going to be a really fun fall time to watch football and and watch the Dodgers go into the World Series. And
1: even though, did you hear the news today about? Julio Uriz. I did, yeah. In fact, yeah. I guess he got himself into a little bit of hot water after attending the the uh, LAFC uh, Miami game where he went to yeah. go watch, uh, Messi play, and apparently, I guess it's the second run-in with domestic it, violence.
0: Second domestic violence, yeah. And so so, I, I, I
1: don't know. I mean, we'll, well, I mean, the Dodgers had no no tolerance for Trevor Bauer, right? So no,
0: and, and so it's interesting because he's a free agent at the end of this year too. So it's definitely not something you want going into your free agency year either. So um, I, I don't see him being a Dodger next year. Now I I think that he's kind of burned that bridge. Um, Mm. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him, but it's a shame, you know, it's a shame to see what he did for the Dodgers in 2020 to kind of win that world series. And then now we're in this situation where he's not even probably going to pitch the rest of this year. And, Probably won't be a Dodger next year now because because they've kind of set precedent with what they do with this kind of stuff, and so, um, you just don't see them signing him, I guess now.
1: Yeah, I, I would be completely shocked if all of a sudden like he's pitching again in the next week or so because I mean, like you said, it's a pretty serious accusation, and it's yeah. just time. So
0: yeah, and the Dodgers have kind of showed that they don't kind of tol- they don't tolerate that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it's a shame, you know. We we on on the baseball side, the Dodgers need his arm, you know, mm-hmm. going down the. The stretch here and going into the playoffs they definitely need his arm but it's also a shame you know what's going on in his personal life so you yeah. know hopefully everything works out for him and in his situation and everything gets better but I, I don't see him being a dodger anymore we might have seen him pitch his last game in in dodger uniform mm-hmm.
1: Pretty Man, sad. Yeah.
0: But, B- but bueller's coming back maybe so bueller's yeah. working out and he pitched a triple a game the other night so Maybe That's exciting
1: back. to hear because I, I remember reading the reports when he first went down that it was anticipated he wouldn't be back at all in
0: 2023.
1: That's next right. we'd be seeing him back would be spring of next year. So
0: Right. And so, you know, he's not going to – if he comes back, he's not going to start. Like, they're yeah. not going to put him in that kind of situation. Right. But to have his arm coming out of the bullpen for an inning, you know, down the stretch, you know, it could be huge. So, um, hopefully he, he's healthy enough. And I heard he was throwing 96-97, so – Hopefully he shows back up and can give us a little boost out of the bullpen or something. But Yeah, absolutely. The Dodgers Sorry. didn't look this that good this weekend against the Braves, but hopefully they can finish the season strong
1: and go into the playoffs. Yeah, I'd rather um, them look a little uh, – work out the kinks now versus the Braves versus having to work it out when they meet them in the postseason. So. Yeah, they're, they're going to see them in the
0: postseason for sure. So mm-hmm. it was kind of a cool little preview. But, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll definitely have to play better when they, when they face them again.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. So I guess if there's nothing else, we'll go ahead and wrap up for tonight. But uh, All right. we'll definitely have you back on the podcast sooner rather than later. In fact, All I right. want to try and do the, the, the couple's game that Allison wanted to try with Polly. Polly's- oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, let's do it. Very fun. Okay, okay. well, thanks again for talking sports. And we'll do yeah. Some- yeah, okay. try, no, yeah, come on this soon. you podcast. Thanks, everybody.